fan of channel surfing and I'm very very glad that I don't have cable TV I thank God for that very often just so you don't just mindlessly scan through the channels and watch things that later you'll regret that you ever saw but um, when we were away on vacation um, in the morning I watched and got to see a little bit of what the New York Yankees were doing my father would have been proud and um, <laughs> me for that and in the evening oh I'm sorry <laughs> anyways um, in the evening uh, time I watched some of these shows that uh, my daughters found entertaining one of their favorite things to do was to um, watch my face as they watch the show. Maybe you've heard of it before, Dr. Pimple Popper. Uh, and I think my wife even took a picture of my, me as I was watching. I couldn't handle very much of that. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't. I thought I could, but, oh. but anyways. Um, um but in there, we were watching this show with one of those, those shows where I don't know if it was one of the families that has 12 kids or um, one of those families that they, that, but the parents were preparing the kids for a fire. That's what the show was all about. The fan, you know, it was the family show and the parents were talking about what to, the, with all their, with their kids, what to do if the fire. And I remember the boy putting on a fire men's um, hat and him, he was getting in the fire, uh, they said, don't ever trust our little son with keys because he got into the chief's car and the chief had left the keys in the car and he was starting to play with the keys and everything and stuff. But the parents were were um, trying to keep, teach these kids about fire safety. And I said to my I said to my girls, I said, and my son, I said, I we just I don't think we we're good parents because we never did like the whole let's practice for fire safety. And they, my kids did say. Well, mom told us if there was ever an emergency to go to the playground at camp. And I said, okay, good. Michelle had it all down and everything. But, um, but I don't ever remember that. But there, were, there was a story, though. We had uh, wired fire alarms through the house. So if one went off, they all went off. And they were extremely loud. And the ceilings in the house up at camp were 16 feet high in the bedrooms. And... So in the middle of the night, one of those fire alarms batteries died. And so it started going off and it started going off through the whole house. It was just, it woke me up out of bed and I had to go get a ladder down from the garage and had to come back up the stair. And, you know, I was the only person who got up. <laughs> and it was loud. And I just remember this whole time thinking to myself, how if there's a fire, the rest of my family's doomed. I'm going to have to carry them out. But, you know, and as I think about that, I'd like you to open your Bibles. This, this does have a point. To Daniel chapter 2. Powerful prayer. Daniel chapter 2. And... I don't know if someone who has some computer skills, Ron left, but could go and could just move the mouse onto that screen. Matt, it's the mouse is probably on the screen of the computer 
and it needs to be moved onto the screen of the TV. You just have to slide it to the left or to the right. I'll let you know if, what's that? Do you see the mouse cursor? Now slide it off of that screen and it should extend onto the TV. And then I should be able to click. Uh oh. Okay. Don't worry about it, Matt. When Ron gets back out here, I'll try and have him get it back because I don't know how to help you now. All right. So, anyways, that's okay. That's okay. Um, what's that? Oh, there's a mouse. <laughs> Daniel chapter 2, verses 16, verses 16 to 19 says. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. The secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. In this particular story, you know, you know, you've probably heard this story before. Nebuchadnezzar has a dream and it terrifies him. This isn't just you've had nightmares that scare you and that were not fun. But this is something that it terrified him and bothered him and bothered him to the point where he was willing to kill all of his close advisors if they couldn't figure out what was going on and why this, this dream was terrifying him. I believe that this dream, because the Bible tells us that this dream was given specifically to Nebuchadnezzar by God to predict what the future would be. And it was very, very important. And so this is a supernatural dream. And I, I would like to tell you, uh, this is something I've counseled people on and those who have followed through with it. I have always seen this work. If you are being tormented at nighttime by something that is afflicting you and you commit that in prayer to God and give that over to Jesus Christ in a big way, God is able to give you peace. The name of Jesus Christ is more powerful than any night terror that you can or nightmare that you can have. And I've seen that um, even in my own life and in the life of others. Give it over to the Lord. And let him take care of it. But in this case, he goes and Nebuchadnezzar says that, that his trusted advisors are going to be killed if they do not come up with an answer to him. And in this case, Daniel calls a prayer meeting, an emergency prayer meeting. And as I think about that, and as that comes into my mind, the first thing that comes into my mind, something I've mentioned before, and I've been thinking about this a lot, was September 11th. Now, I remember on September 11th, I was in Bible school, um, I had like two classes to finish up in Bible school, and that was it. It was my five. I was married to Michelle, and um, the day before that, we found out that we were going to be expecting Silas, and I had two more classes to finish up, and then I was done with Bible school. 
And I pulled into class that day, and I can remember it was a beautiful September day. And I remember getting excited because um, I heard that Michael Jordan was going to become going back to play basketball. He's going to be playing for the Washington Wizards. And my younger self thought that was pretty important. And I went into Bible class, into church history too. And I sat through the first part of class. And at the break, we went out and I went down uh, to Jim Murphy's office. Some of you guys know who Jim Murphy is. And I was with Wayne Morgan and Derek Baker, two guys that you know. And um, we went into Jim Murphy's office and we were there. It was an early morning class and we watched live the second plane flying into the buildings. We thought it was just a replay of the first plane, but it wasn't. It wasn't too long after that that they called us all into the assembly at practical and we prayed and they dismissed us for the rest of the day. And what I did was I took a young man who uh, went to Bible school with me, Jared Baker. Many of you guys know him too. And we came here. That's where we came. We, I remember sitting right here. And Pastor Baker, I believe, was with John Eldred, right? And so Pastor Baker wasn't around. And so I remember we tried to call some people and get a prayer meeting. And, and I remember setting a TV up here. That was back when TVs were the size of, they were this big. You know, remember, they were this big and clunky. They, and we set it up right there. And we turned the TV on, and <laughs> no, Fred won't go away. Oh, good. But we got that TV right down here, and some people came. I, I don't, I can't remember if you were here, but I remember some people came, and we had a little prayer meeting that night. And I think about this this situation. There was an immediate. Big emergency. And what did Daniel do? He went and he got his best friends and he came and he prayed. And I, I just I just like to think about that. I was thinking about that, you know, that family that got their kids and they were practicing the fire, uh, the fire emergency and what to do in case of a fire drill. We do that at school. But the same thing, I want you to know that that made that moment made a big impression in my life. When there's a big event, you pray. It's important. And I guarantee you, if available, if I'm not out in the great wilderness with because I know that I know that Pastor Baker would have been here doing the same thing if he could have been. I know it, but he was away. And if available, that's exactly what I'll do. I don't have to care. Luckily, I don't have to carry a TV that big. We could just put it up here and we will pray. And so I'd like you to think about if something like Pearl Harbor, shooting of John F. Kennedy, September 11th happens, what are you going to do? Just kind of. Watch TV and, you know, just sit at home. and No, I guarantee you that this church, that's going to be a big, important priority of mine, is prayer. That we'll put out the announcement, we'll have those doors open, 
and we'll pray. And we'll get together as a church family and we'll pray. We'll pray for those who are hurting. We'll pray for those who are in the midst of tragedy. And that's something that we need to do. When your life is in trouble, don't be afraid to ask for prayer. And I think that that's important. And sometimes be blunt about it. Call up your Christian brothers and sisters who are near you and say, I need prayer and I need it today. Could we get a couple of us together and could we pray about it? Because God answers prayers. There was a couple of times this week where I just read the aftermath. I was kind of glad that while I was gone, I saw that people were getting in and saying, we need prayer requests. We need prayer. And God answered prayers. And he, he does that in a very big way. And we need, you know, we think about this Daniel and it says, maybe you don't recognize the names Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. That's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They, these are their Hebrew names. You need three or four people that you call. And we, we need like, you need like a little team that, okay, if I need prayer today, these are the people I am going to pray, ask for it, and we can get over, we can get over, we can pray an emergency situation. Your son's in a car accident. Let's get together. Let's pray. Your, your house has a terrible accident. Let's get together. Let's pray. And so you have that small group of people. And if there is a tragedy, we get together as a church and we be prepared to have instantaneous prayer meeting. That's very, very, very important. So this is kind of my fire alert emergency system. Warning and practice. Who knows when the next Pearl Harbor, John F. Kennedy, 9-11 happened. All of those three things. The day before, nobody thought that, you know, that was going to, the, I probably shouldn't say nobody, but the masses didn't expect that the next day. But what would our church do? And I hope that there would be, if that were the situation, and if something like that happened, that that evening, maybe even we'd have a supper here and we would, we would be praying and we'd have a group bigger than this just praying for that situation. And so I, I, I put that out there as a just in case of emergency, a national tragedy, something in, in our church. We will get together and we'll pray. Can I, can I have your agreement that that's something that you would be willing to do? I, I hope so. Let's look at a couple of things. Ephesians chapter 6. In Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, it says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. We need to make sure that we are always praying. Every day, 
prayer should be a part of your day. I don't think that you should start your day with, without a prayer. You know, that's like if you were running a race in the morning, if you're getting up and running a race in the morning, if you didn't have a good breakfast ahead of time, that, that you're in for a disaster. You want to complete a marathon without a good breakfast before a little while beforehand. If you want to, uh, you make sure that you're prepared for things. And we need to make sure that prayer is always a part of our life. This is part, Ephesians chapter 6 is part of the armor of God. And the armor of God is so important for us as Christians. And you think about all the things found in the armor of God. The last and the one that's always supposed to be a part of it is prayer. Prayer is so important. We need to make sure that, that we have supplication for all saints. That you're praying for every Christian who, who crosses your path. All the people in the church. If there's a request out there, make sure you pray, pray about it. And also, we need to make sure that we pray for boldness. Boldness to open our mouths. Because I, I, it's true for every single one of us. Every single one of us. Sometimes we don't want to speak. Sometimes our mouth stays closed. But God can give you boldness to speak for him. To, to say something. And, and when you see somebody who's in need, somebody who's, who's in a rough situation, you can say, I can pray for you. You know, I'd like to pray for you. Um, I, I know that there are some of you that, that like to do that. You meet somebody and you hear about their problems and you say, you say, could I pray for you? Or maybe you meet somebody and the first thing you ask them, how can I pray for you? Kind of get take somebody back, but then they know where you stand and they know what's important to you, right? That's very, very, very important. Also, I'd like us to turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. I believe that if you read the Bible, that you will find out, if you read it from the beginning to the end, you will find out that prayer is important. And when you are at the when you are reading this book, you are going to find out that it's important that us as Christians that we pray corporately, like we get in front of a group like this, and we meet together and we pray. Together as a large group, we pray for our church. We pray for the individuals that are in it. We lift our requests before God. But you're also going to find out that private prayer is also probably just as important. There are times where you need to, like Daniel, just grab three people and pray. Where you, like Daniel, get by yourself and pray. And that's important, too. I can't stress one over the other. They're both important. If you have one and you neglect the other, you're missing an important part of prayer. And maybe, and I understand with corporate prayer, there may be times, seasons in life where that's not, you're not able to do that. I understand that. But it's still, if, if the opportunity arises, it's important. Let's read Jesus Christ and his 
importance he places on private prayer and secret prayer. Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 to 7. It says, And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corner of the streets, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. And, and it's kind of interesting when you look at look at that prayer. Um, we need to make sure that our prayer comes from the heart. That it's not some sort of religious act that we're doing to maybe earn some, some pleasure or some merit before God. When you're praying, you're going before the throne of God. A God who sent his son, Jesus Christ, down from heaven to live amongst us and to die for us. We need to make sure that, that we live this verse. That we have that secret prayer life. There are some things that we just need to keep between us and the Lord. There are some things that... that when you bring them, you know, if you come to me and you ask them for prayer, you need to say, this is just between you, me, and the Father. And then there are other times where there's prayer requests that need we need everybody praying for. And you want to know one of the biggest things? I don't think I can tell you when it's the right time for it to be a private prayer and when it's the right time for us to let the whole church be praying for. That's between you and God. And how are you going to know if it, what it is? Because you're always praying. You're always praying. And you have that relationship with the Lord. And that kind of relationship with God. Walking with God. Daily walking with the Lord. Desire to be somebody who is a private prayer warrior. And also in this passage, I see no vain repetition like the heathens. When we pray to God, we are talking to a personal God. Don't you love that? Don't you love that fact? We are talking to a personal God. You don't have to. I think back to the, the Tower of Babel. The Tower of of the excuse me, the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. How they had to give the chance and the they had to try to convince their God to listen to them. That's not our God. You have a very personal God who, who knows your request before you even ask him. And so maybe maybe that your question might be, well, why do I even have to pray to God? Well, when you pray to God, you're building a relationship. With him. You're walking with him. It's important that we have that special relationship with the creator. Think back to the Garden of Eden. And how, how 
Adam and Eve, in the cool of the day, walked with the Lord and talked with him. Wouldn't it be great to have that experience? The closest thing that we'll get to that on this side of eternity is that prayer life with, with Jesus Christ. And, and it's just an amazing thing. So we need to make sure that we, like Daniel, we are prepared in case of emergency. If all of a sudden the alarm started going off. Problem, problem, problem. What are you going to do? The first thing needs to be you get on your knees before God. In an emergency situation, that prayer might be really quick because you need to act. Make sure that, that you are ready and prepared to go to the Lord in prayer. Maybe it's come to church and have an impromptu prayer meeting. Hopefully you're ready and you're prepared to do that at a moment's notice. Or maybe you need to call some friends and say, hey, could you guys come over? We need to pray. And you want to know what is absolutely, absolutely okay. Now, please, I'm not trying to, to say something. But wouldn't it be awesome? And I take this from, from last week. I was excited that the church family got together and they prayed about things. And I got to see God at work in answering prayers. Is if you didn't have to call me, you just called a couple of church friends and got them over and you guys got together and you prayed. Now, I'd love to be there and I'd love to pray with anybody who's looking for prayer. But you should just have those friends that you're Christians and are there for you. And you know that you, if, if needed, you could hold their hands, you could get in a circle, and you could pray. And you're going to see God answer those prayers. Let me ask you this question. This is rhetorical. This is for you in your heart. If you're a Christian, how many times have you watched in your prayer life where you have prayed to God, and he has answered those requests. You've gone before the Lord. You've prayed. And you've watched him do miracles. He's still the same God. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're saying, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that God can answer prayer. And you get together, you, you get in a circle and you hold hands. And you call a couple of friends and you pray. And that God can do something about that. Let me tell you, there's a room full of people who can give testimony, can give witness, can attest to the fact that God has answered their prayers in a miraculous way. And to fight in this world without that without brothers and sisters who are willing to pray with you and support you, to go through this world without having people that you can depend on to pray with you. That's going to be a hard road. And it's going to be difficult. And I wouldn't want to do it. And if you need a prayer partner, if you need somebody who wants to pray with you, here's a room full of people love to say I'll pray with you 
I'll be your prayer partner for when the, the hard times come. I'll be there with you. Always pray. Secret prayer is important. Personal prayer is important. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, um, Lord, as we've learned this lesson tonight, Daniel's companions in their prayer meeting, I pray that you might help us to look for that, that circle, that we could have a Hananiah, Mishael, or Azariah, that we would call that we would be able to reach out to and say, I need a prayer team. Lord, I pray that if there's ever a need in our country, in our world, where we need to pray and we need to get together, that you'll help us to be prepared. Lord, I kind of wanted tonight to be a emergency preparedness initiative for our church what we would do if there were an emergency i pray lord that there would just be a flock of people who would come to this church and the community around us would see that there's a place where there's answers help us to be people of prayer in jesus name amen